0: want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out united Healthcare insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company they offer flexible budget-friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com
1: i thought you were doing the old, i thought you were doing the chef thing uh, i think
2: it's like an, an eyelash on my tongue or something
1: um, okay <laughs> This week, penny for Ryan Christie's thoughts as his red card leaves him feeling cannelloni and Celtic risotto long ball tactics and make a meal of it at the spaghetti head. But on Thursday night, it was clues you got their piece of the action and we stick to pasta them. And next up in the Europa League, it's Italian giants Lazio. And we need more puns. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tips. <laughs> This is episode 193 of 20 Minute Tim's, and I am joined this week by Martin Melley Yes. And Stephen. Greetings. Melly, how was the Livingston game for you? You were at it. Absolute gash. The the spaghetti had Stephen, how does it feel seeing a bit of iconic okay, coach comes patter written on the back of I'm the Like
2: Definitely claiming that. Two thousand and fifteen. By the way, and
1: the tweet is still there, but we definitely used that on podcast round about that time as well. I, I, somebody must have somebody must have told I sent an invoice in to uh, Livingston yeah. <laughs> they've not paid
2: it. I also called it the Tony Maricana as well, which was less successful, that hasn't made it onto the strip as more,
1: yet it makes a bit more takes a bit more work yeah. that one done it. Spaghetti had it shall never be topped.
2: Merely heard how oh, are you anyway, because I hope listeners have been appreciating the work you've been putting in on uh, Melee at the Match on Patreon, because you have been man fluid out your bin the oh, last, last yes. week or so, and it still hasn't put you off. A double header of Melee at the Match. No excuses given, just turns up sick as a dog and records podcasts.
3: Nearly overdosed an overdosed old Lemsip, but <laughs> straight to my bed after every game. Just mainlining it... Lemsip straight into the veins. It's been
1: Baltic for me. So we have, of course, if you don't know what Melee at the Match is, is our... It's our match reaction podcast Recorded before and after the game um, Melly, you've been enjoying This week on Patreon, the Cluj game You've also been enjoying Enjoying, yes. enjoying <laughs> You've also been enjoying a, a trip uh, As we aforementioned to the Livingston game Both of those are available to patrons um, Who want some instant match reaction We've been trying out going to some away games And since you started that at Hibbs and Livingston We've not won a single one so <laughs> we the Hamilton games so. <laughs> so we, might, we might pull the plug on yeah. that also on the Patreon, we had ranking at the Reserves, our coverage of the Reserve matches. It was Albion Rovers and it was actually quite an interesting trip for yeah, yeah. A, the renowned ranking. It was quite funny, I liked how before it, he put him getting knocked back from <laughs> Lennox Town. <laughs> sort of it's Celtic. That's an absolute disgrace. The public demands that Tom
2: is allowed into Lennox Town Games to report on this is what every Celtic fan on... TMT Patreon wants to hear
1: But if you do want to keep track of the reserves Some of the development squad and some players that we've yep. not seen for a while Like Arzani, mm-hmm. um, how those guys are getting on You should tune into it, ranking at the reserves And of course Stephen, you and I on Friday fielded <laughs> The world famous uh, Friday phone-in, the original and best
2: It is, it's terrific stuff As silly as always, it, it tends to get Gradually sillier and sillier as it rolls Towards the end of the questions I've, I don't know why, but uh, this one was especially it was, no, it was. Pretty
1: it, it's a sort of ask us anything, so yeah. you can ask us anything about Celtic, or ask us anything about podcasting, or ask us anything you want. Most people ask us ridiculous things. Yeah. Hilarious, it, but ridiculous. It tends to be
2: harrowing, un, unpleasant <laughs> yeah. uh, sort of suggestions as to what you would do for 10 in a row. Yeah. What, how far
1: would we go for 10 in a row, basically? <laughs> if David Fincher directed a podcast, <laughs> it would be the Friday phone-in. Yeah. Um, speaking of harrowing, I suppose we might as well start. Celtic dropped points. <sighs> Um, Lost the first game of the season to Livingston Getting defeated 2-0 Which is in itself pretty inexcusable Melly The line-up came out Not many changes and many people thought Well this is quite positive, you know We're going with the team that done so well Mostly against Cluj In the end-up do you think we should have
3: made some changes? I thought when the team came out it was obviously just bowing in for El Hamid I thought, look it's fair enough it's the last game before the international break it's a tough match going away to Livingston no matter how they're playing it's not nice playing in that pitch and we just needed to get that game won go into the international break, still ahead and that's it, but of course the sending off changes all of that because then you're down to 10 men and fatigue really comes into play so I thought maybe another change or
2: two, but to be honest, I don't really know what else would have changed. I was surprised to see the lineup because I think Lennon had spoken in the build-up to the game about rotating and freshening things up a wee bit, and then it was almost nothing. As he said, just the just the one change, and especially given as we'll talk about later on the efforts that went in on the Thursday night, I and mean, there really was a major chance, and then it's exactly what we saw—just the chance of a real, just adrenaline dump after such a. Such an energetic performance mm. on Thursday, and I think that's kind of what we saw. I was I was really surprised to see the lineup stay quite so similar. But what could you have changed a panel bio for
3: Edward? I mean, there's putting put in he doesn't exactly perform great away from home no. in these the, the type line, of games.
1: Nah, for me, I think the lineup was fine. So the, the, the lineup was. I, I don't think the problem was the lineup or the or the team selection. No, for, I was just for surprised was all. I'm not yeah. saying
2: like, I would have changed anything, but it's, I, I maybe expected to see one or two players given given more of
1: a run out, but especially as the game went on and changes needed to be made. Well, yeah,
2: um, but I mean, things got in the way of that. Obviously, with the sending off and the game not going to Celtic's plan at all it didn't really allow for just giving people a run out for for some experience. That yes. sure as hell wasn't coming coming into play in this. But no, I don't know I didn't have a problem with the lineup. It was pretty much Celtic's strongest lineup you could possibly put together with the exception of El Hamid for Bauer. That, that's really it. I don't I'm not using it as an excuse. The 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 the, the notion of European hangovers does exist for a reason that they, they can happen. It, it doesn't happen often with Celtic. I think Brendan Rodgers was famously quite good at negotiating the, the games after the European games, but it's I, I know I don't really want to go down the road of excuses before we've, we've even talked about the game. But it is a factor. I think it was a factor in the amount of effort that guys like Christie Ilyon, say Forrest,
1: Ballengoli, all put in on the Thursday and then rolled straight into this game. Uh, and, uh, uh, I think it factors in. Yeah. I don't think it factors in physically. I Mm, think it's mentally. I think if you've got two games in the week and all the focus and preparation is on the big game, really, you know, build this game up, build this game up, build the Cluj game up. And then you could see that with, they went firing right out the traps against Cluj, ran, you know, ran right over the top of Cluj. They probably thought, and they probably thought the Livingston game would take care of itself. And then when Livingston Mm. are putting in as much effort as that, I think Celtic were caught in the back foot a wee bit and then they're, they're, trying to cha- they're trying to mentally engage themselves in the game. When the game starts to get away from them and they kind of get into it and the panic starts to set in, I think that's why you see the likes of Julian losing the heat. Iron mm. was all over the place. Bruni, Lennon wasn't particularly impressed with him and then no. obviously we know what happened with Christie. So I think it's I think it's mental melee rather than the physical exertions of the Thursday night.
3: I think the physical exertions don't come into it until further on the match and when Ryan Christie goes off. And I think you're right. Look, if you're playing for Celtic and you're coming up to these games, you're coming up to this Clues game. It's a European game. You've got a good result away from home in Ren, where you've had to concentrate for the whole game. You come into this game against Clues. You want to make amends for the mistakes made earlier in the season and you give everything. You're going in Celtic Park, 60,000, sold out game, under the lights, everything there, pitch perfect, up against a team who you know you're gonna to have to raise your game to. And then you come just a bit of a crash back down here. If you come to Livingston, you go on that pitch, you kick a ball and it's bouncing about everywhere. You see these guys from Cluj. Decent players, then you look across to Livingston, they're all six foot, wee bit of gut on them, terrible strip,
2: <laughs> terrible stadium. You go, this is a bit of come down, boys. I know what you mean about the this, this strip with Livingston. It wasn't flattering. You see some, but some of them, there was a, a stark contrast between your Marvin Bartley and your boy up front, Lyndon Dykes, Dykes, Dykes and the rest of the team. <laughs> they, they both look in pretty good shape and the, the, the strip showed them up pretty well, but there were some, some wee tubby guts in there as well. <laughs> I
1: just, I think that what, you know, we will well talk about the game, and there was a lot of chat about you know who should carry the can, and obviously Neil Lennon carries the can, but I don't think he carries it necessarily for his lineup and his selection. I think more the preparation leading mm, this maybe. game, and and I just that's what that's what struck me, and I tweeted Tony Watt because he was obviously watching the game, and I sort of said to him, I says, look, you've played at this level, like what is it after these European games and on these games, and and he sort of says, you know, it's. It's the mindset. It's getting your head, yeah. getting yourself into the right frame of mind to approach this Livingston game. Plus, as we know, Livingston are, are tough on that pitch. So, it, in many ways, it was probably the worst. Yeah, it probably it, was. See if it was or, a way or to, one of the worst.
3: Yeah. If it was away to Ibrox, like we've seen earlier this season, that you don't really need to get yourself up for yeah. that, do you? It's just automatic. Whereas this game, like... Oh come on man, Livingston on that pitch, you're just a bit worried. You've had ninety minutes during the week where you've put everything in and then you're thinking, see, if I put everything in again, is a hamstring going to go, is something gonna go? And it's that last game before the international break where you're just you know, that last couple of days you have in your yeah. work before your holiday, you're like that, I really need this wee break here. Like I'm currently but, but on the For right me, now. that's
1: that is more worrying. It's it's more worrying for me that it's a mindset thing because if it was tactical, you could look back, you could go Right, well, we maybe need to adjust Maybe next time we come up a game like that We'll maybe play three at the back Or next time what we'll all is try and get and cham in Cham But for me, n- not having the players Mentally engaged and, and having them basically take their eye off the ball In well, this game is, 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 a, is a bigger crime
3: it, it possibly is this But we don't know what would have happened Look, it was nil nil after 25 minutes When Ryan Christie does that 11 living a side on that pitch Do we get beat 2-0? I don't think so I really don't think so But it's just Again, that mental thing but Thursday night, absolute busted of got gut and this guy's just sold the jersey in the first half against a team that you're going to have difficulties against on a difficult pitch. It's just one of those when you go, oh, that's the last thing we needed on this and that just, it's another factor to add in it because 11 on 11, we weren't playing great before that. But we had time to improve and we could have made substitutions to improve it that just completely hindered us and because of the formation we were playing with we two wingers on there they were pretty redundant after that because yeah. we had to go free 432 and it just didn't work out we got to half time but after that it just all fell apart Livingston
1: Stephen hadn't won any of the four games in September. We've not no. actually beaten Livingston since August two thousand eighteen. <laughs> yeah. Kenny Miller was the manager, by uh, the way. I uh, uh, his uh,
2: token Kenny Miller mention for this week's uh, podcast every uh, uh, single week. Um, <laughs> Gary Holt undefeated against Celtic. Yeah, and is in his whole managerial career. Yeah, I'm uh, pretty sure he is. Yeah, and, unbelievable, and, and certainly against Lennon. Gary Holt is fast becoming the new Steve Clark. Now it's like mm. we can't we can't see me beat beat Gary Holt for whatever reason. And, uh, Obviously, he's probably a good manager, but we're not talking about Steve Clark here, and the record against Livingston is terrible recently. That's As you say, i have not beaten them since August 2018. haven't scored against them since August 2018, nor scored against them in over 310 minutes. Mm. And it's even more than that in open play, because the last goal against them was a penalty by Encham back then. So I don't quite know what's, what's going on with the, the, these Livingston games. I don't know if they... The approach is wrong. We've talked about the mentality and all that, but see the first 20 minutes, I remember, I think I've maybe put in the group chat, I was like, this is going to be a long day. That This is absolutely brutal, right? And it's not like Celtic were... I've spoken with people after the game who were saying, oh, you know, you go in here and he try and play a bit of football and it doesn't work in that pitch. I don't think Celtic did try and play a bit of football in the opening <sighs> half an hour. I think they were punting it long, to, to be perfectly honest. I don't... And I, don't, do I would, you talk I about... Like you talk about the pitch being a leveler, but so is launching long balls up to up to Edward and James Forrest. That like you're you're effectively playing your own leveler there if you if you try and kind of play the game the, the way Livingston are just because they've got a poor pitch. I don't think it's the, the necessarily the right approach.
1: I saw people saying that, and if I'm honest, I thought Celtic there was some good passages of play. Um, one in particular where uh, Julian. Telegraphs a ball and plays Edward And there was one before that Which led to the Forest shot I believe and We had there three was...
3: chances in the first half Where as you said Edward went through Takes an extra touch And tries to get it on his right foot James Forrest tries oh to do God. that Outside
2: of the right foot <laughs> Pathetic that by the way oh, gets clattered. And
3: Aya had one as well Because uh, we were just behind the goals Down that side And every one of them Just take it with your left foot That goalkeeper hadn't started I don't think he'd started this season No We never tested him your professional footballers just hit it with your left foot at worst, get it on target, and then you might get something of it. But this insistence to get it on the right foot costs us those chances. And maybe, maybe you're right, Celtic were going on at the start, but that could have been a tactic because you don't want to give Livingston something to hang on to. So, see if we get it up near the end of the pitch, like we did yeah. against Rangers, and press them. They're not good on the ball. No. So, if no, we press no. them, keep them up in their half it saves our energy and we can we can attack from there. So it might have been tactics and if it had worked, we wouldn't be sitting here saying it, but it didn't. And I honestly believe it was just the
1: sending off that just completely killed the game. So let's talk about the said nothing. Ryan Christie, a of blood to the head. Is it? Well, he does it quite a lot. He, do, he does it. I don't know, right... See, when I first saw it, I thought he anticipated the player playing the ball and he went up with his foot to try and block it, but he was he was too late to the scene and he cracked yeah. the guy. I don't think he deliberately done the guy. Yeah. No, no,
2: I think I'd agree with that, but at the same time, it's reckless and it's, it's, stupid. Stupid. it's, it's stupid. just, just overzealous. Over yeah, yeah. The, this, all this stuff afterwards about how oh, Willie Colm couldn't he wait to get the red card. What was what was the alternative? Wait and then give another red uh, well card. He, he's just
3: to get the red card. Look, he's a wee creepy guy, ain't no. he? but uh, he was getting the red card <laughs> out as quickly as possible to disfused the situation, yeah. so there wasn't yeah. a ramy going on. As soon as it happened at the game, me Gary and Gilly, whoever was at the game, was is oh, that's a red. It's a definite red. We could see it from where we were standing. It, it was like, a shocker. I don't think he, as you said, meant to do the guy, but. What was it? Was it Leipzig in one of the European games where he's down in the the touchline and he went through a guy who was very lucky? Can't remember if it was Leipzig, it was one of the European he was very, very lucky not to see Red. It's just it's been coming for him yeah. quite recently because he does close down, he does press, he does get in amongst it, but sometimes it was just a bit too far and there's free games he's banned for and one of them's put Audrey it's away. That's it's gonna be costly.
2: Well Lennon described it after the game as out of character for Ryan Christie. It's so sort of is, yes it, yes and no, it's out of character for him to do something malicious, but I don't think it was malicious, but it's not out of character for him to jump into tackles no. like that. There's a reason I predicted him to get double figures and bookings this. It doesn't even count. It's still taking it. I I predicted that he would get double figures in bookings this season because of things like that. I mean, I'm not talking about lunging in and taking someone's shin out in midair, but he does go into tackles. It's a strength he has, but also, as we saw at the weekend, it can be a weakness if you don't time that right. And he certainly didn't time it anywhere near right. So he has got it in him to make a rash challenge, but. It is out of character that for it to be framed as anything other than just a bad tackle. It wasn't malicious. He didn't it's not as if he was like it's no Graham Soonis, he didn't go yeah. in snarling and, snarl and try to half the guy. It was just a really bad tackle. Is he's, he's just the one guy out probably on that team where you can't replace
3: him because we've no. talked so much about how he's been probably one of the the best if one of the best if not the best player this season and we worry if Ryan Christie to get injured or Fedward we'll get injured, they're sort of irreplaceable because we don't have that energy. And Ryan Christie going out that midfield, Scott Brown, McGregor, they're a different sort of energy. Ryan Christie's all action. You need him in a game like this because you need him to close down, you yep. need him to cut down the space. But taking him out of the team, it just left us so vulnerable in midfield and we got overran. Marvin Bartley just came into the game. They had the, they're the free midfield and it just opened the game up for them. And we just, we just got a bit lost in there and we couldn't win any battles.
1: Despite being a man down um, and having a pretty disappointing start to the beginning of the game, you know, losing Christie relatively and we got to got to half-time nil-nil and we were sort of talking in the group chat, you know, what changes would you make? Mm. And everyone was throwing in changes. One change I wanted to see, I, I thought we needed someone in the middle of the park who, yeah. who could play the ball. So I thought, well, why don't you take Forrest off, put in Cham on and go two up front with Elianoussi and Edward. I um, was similar to you We've seen it when uh, we went down
3: to 10 men at Ibrox uh, When Jojo got sent off Brendan Rodgers went 4-3-2 And put Edward on up front with Dembele And the two strikers pretty much occupied the back four What the channels and uh, done it down So I was thinking along those lines of Bringing in Cham on for Forrest And bringing on Bayo for El Elianoussi And going the 4-3-2 But when you do that, which we did Go that formation, but we left the same players on in the second half. And Forrest was playing up front; it didn't work. Ilunise you know, was in centre mid. I thought he worked really hard and tried some stuff, but it just didn't come off. And I thought if we had got that and we had the two strikers out in the channels, it would have been a bit more beneficial. But we didn't. We didn't make a change at half time, We just came out the same. And I thought
2: we could have done more, more energy, and we get caught cold at the start of the second half. We well, see just talking about James Forrest and his, his worth in this game. Obviously, it just wasn't a game for him after went I mean, down to ten yeah. men. There just wasn't the place for wingers, and he had that that really just terrible effort. see for a player of his you know, otherwise effectiveness, like he's a, such a good player. Hometown hero. Yeah, but see, <laughs> see that um that technique is so bad. You're talking about is the, the outside his... of the foot poke thing yeah. from from twelve yards. And he, obviously he get tackled afterwards, but right, but that's why is he doing that? Yeah, that, that it it's was, very it's the very outside un- of his
1: right foot, wasn't yeah. it? So what, what you'd expect about it in that situation? Obviously, is yeah. just let the ball run across his body yeah. and then ha- test the keeper with your left.
2: We got a, a comment on Patreon from Jerry, and he said three away games in a row. James Forrest has been non-existent. I know the TMT TMT team love him, but he doesn't do it when it matters in the league away from Celtic Park. Now I would be keen to to argue back against that that. James Forrest did score the only goal away to Hamilton Accies, so that is that is obviously a telling contribution. But yeah. I suppose, I suppose Jerry's point is about his performances in these games. I think there's anything anything in that? Quite possibly. It's
3: difficult to say right now because these games are after European games. We're playing yeah. two games a week, so James Forrest is making a significant contribution in other games. Yeah. But you can label the the exact same at other players as well, can't you? I mean, yeah. Edward hasn't scored in any of these three games. So it's his I, I, own
2: standards I suppose he's failing yeah. To live up to James Forrest Sets an incredibly High bar for himself And and as soon as He does drop off A wee bit And if
1: he's not scored In three or four games Then all of a sudden People are looking to him Just on just on The, the point about The fact that Forrest might be The client I think We maybe need To pay attention To our domestic form As a whole As a group you know, yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a number Of players in there Who 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 started The season on fire Even us We started the season on fire you just need to look at How the goal difference was A couple of weeks ago Compared yeah, to how it is now Against Rangers um, and another player that um, I think is, is, is sort of struggled over the past couple of weeks is Christopher Ayer. Yeah, yeah. Um, never really had the best game at full. Maybe on two occasions for for the the Livingston goal just after half time. Sort of takes strides into midfield. merely loses the ball. Does well to get back. Yeah. Faces his man up. Doesn't close him down. The ball ends up in the back of the net. It was just too much He'd done the right thing Takes the ball out of defence Goes
3: past a couple of players But doesn't release it And he just runs into trouble Loses the ball They go down the sort of right hand channel He gets back in But after that The defence is all over the yeah. place It's is, It's is like Sunday league football Watching that Because there's Bauer is deep i Bauer as well In you bring position. Up. Ayer gets back in But he doesn't really Get into a proper position people are just ball watching. It's yeah. just ball watching and the ball is a, it, yeah. a simple, simple through ball that it, we just left our gap open. We, we basically pointed where it was to go.
1: You know, I want to pick up on Ayer's contribution to the first goal and I was waiting to you mentioned Bauer because I, I don't know what he was doing. He was, so there was three men, Christopher Ayer face down one, Julian was pretty much man marking the other and the danger man who ended up scoring the goal must have been four yards from Moritz Bower. Hmm. Moritz was looking at him he looks over his shoulder once And sees their winger I don't know who he was Starting to advance Towards the byline Yeah 40 yards out
2: or something Aye like that, 40 yeah. yards
1: out But the guy Checks his run He doesn't even continue that run So Bauer didn't even Take a second look Bauer makes his way out Wide Which lets the guy Run straight through And you're thinking Well as you see seen this is, this is comical you
3: he, know, he runs out to that guy Whilst being deeper Than the rest of the defence Playing the guy yeah. That goes through yeah, onside it's, So it's just an absolute Catastrophe Made a meal of it at the uh,
2: Spaghetti Hard, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> it, it was a, a laughably simple through ball that opened oh, Celtic up as well. It I just, couldn't believe it. It, it, was, it, like it was something like, at sevens, you could see it seven, seven aside. Yeah. It just just poked it through through it, through and the guy arched his run in such a way that he basically came from the other side <laughs> of the box and no one picked him up. Ayer's performance in this game was not good and it's something we've been talking about for a couple of weeks now. But I I said a couple of weeks ago on the episode you went on, Jamie, that I don't have an issue with him making mistakes if he's trying to make things happen. And that's what happened when he ran into midfield and gave the ball away. Now, he did get back into defence. He got back into his position well, as you said. But he didn't do anything. Yeah, when he's there, aye. just went to sleep. He just th- thought, right, I'm back in my defensive shape. That's it. That's yeah. all I need to do. He didn't close them down. He didn't close the guy down with who was about to make the through ball and
1: basically just stood there. And that's so, what I mean about the, the mental intensity. Yeah. That's what we lacked. You know, if that was a European game, I being Ayer, would have probably slid t- slide tackled yeah. the guy. You know? but, but it, it, just,
3: it really Definitely released the pass quicker. Yeah. yeah. To start with. It's just, after half-time, you get in No, no, you think, right, regroup, get the energy back up, maybe make a sub, we didn't do that, fair enough see how it goes for the first couple of minutes first 10-15 minutes maybe but to let ourselves get a goal down straight from that, and then for the second goal we make substitutions and to instantly lose a goal, we just we never gave ourselves a chance in this game with a red card getting in at half time, fair enough, and then letting in a goal instantly, making subs and letting in another goal instantly just shooting ourselves in the
2: foot time and time again Just the point is as well as we've been talking around the subject of, of being at it mentally for this game, right? It's one of the first things we said here and to me it was actually, I was saying to you guys after it, I was like, I've can I settle down a, new, a wee bit now, but to me the biggest worry on this game was how just mentally weak it all seemed as mm. well. It was like the first time that we've seen Julian and Ayer domestically this season with a, a striker who was willing to get it up them, yeah. as, it, as it were, and um, and they, they folded, they completely went to pieces, especially Julian, he completely lost the rag, lost both his temper and his composure, and his game fell apart as a result of it as well. He was just getting involved in far too many things, he just looked angry for the basically the last half hour of the game. So that, to me, was a bit of a concern. Obviously, this is only just one game, and it was a bit of a, bit of a disaster, really, from start to finish, just not helped by red cards and conceded goals, obviously, but with how tight... We can see this season is going to be. I don't. I don't want to see players just completely losing their ag
1: just as soon as they've got yeah. a bit of physical challenge. And London Dykes isn't a good player, but he managed to occupy both our centre halves. London Dykes yeah. played for a team called Suffers Paradise Apollo. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, Where are they from? I guess. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, that, that's my Australian team, actually. All oh, right, as a yeah. uh,
1: so it, it was just shocking to me that, like I say, the two central defenders they didn't have a good game. Julian as well. He was just getting involved in all yeah. sorts and. Hashtag heads gone. <laughs> yeah. Mind that. Mind
3: that part. The two, the two of them did. dire He's always over at the ref. I don't know if they maybe felt aggrieved at the referee because look they're sending off no no arguments no. there but there was a lot of niggly fouls that weren't given for Celtic there was one in the first half where Julian's got the ball a guy barges into him and hits the ball off his That's hand right. and, and Callum gives a free kick to mm. them it was just these wee silly challenges that the Celtic fans were getting really frustrated it didn't seem like we were getting many decisions but look we have to expect expect that because it's Willie Callum <laughs> and it's Livingston you're not going to yeah. get these things but Julian I thought he did lose the plot I thought Ayer did as well and there's two of them and just one of Dyke's. So why don't you take responsibility? I'll go, mark him, Stick to the it, other yeah. cover behind me and sort it out that way. But there didn't seem to be anybody taking any responsibility all over the park.
1: The, the changes did come 10 minutes approximately after the halftime, um, Neil Lennon made a change. It was a change that, that worried me. And it's a guy we spoke about on last week's podcast uh, and on the Friday phone then, as well and, on Patreon. And he took Forrest off for bio I see, when that happened, my toes curled a wee bit, Stephen, because I thought, "Yeah, this is a just going long now. And, and, yeah. and, and it worried me because I thought, there must be another solution to this. You know, there must be a better solution to just bringing on a big guy. Is this, is this us out of ideas already? And we spoke about this with Bio that, you know, he's, he seems like a bit of a blunt implement. And, and he, he came on and I think... For, he, I'll just say he's yet to show me anything, bio. And yeah, I didn't, no. I didn't see it that game, um, and I'm getting shades of Mo Bangura after guy. To be <laughs> perfectly honest, I'm not going to
2: disagree. I would, I would hesitate to go to Ma- Mo Bangura levels just yet. Well, he's already scored, so he's better. Yeah, than well, I'm true. not going
1: to Amido Baldy levels. <laughs> oh, he did. He's worse than Mo. I think Baldi was worse than more. I think oh, Baldi, like, Baldi looked like Bambi on ice. as well.
2: Baldi Baldy scored. I
1: remember Couple. he got one
2: against Thistle, didn't he? Uh, like, uh, and he uh, as well, maybe. And Baldy def- definitely got at least two goals, didn't yeah, he? Yeah,
1: he scored on an absolute raspard during yeah. you know, pre-season. I uh, mean, Baldy. What a debate this
2: is that uh, we having.
1: No, anyway, <laughs> the point the point I'm making is that I, I, I see nothing from Bio. Um, I was surprised when Neil Lennon brought him on because I didn't think that was the change to make, and I, I, to, I didn't to me the that, was like, that. that was that was. Tactically bringing on bio is throwing the towel in for me. That's what I, I, it looks like. Well, his nickname? Throw <laughs> the <out>. towel, <laughs> vacuum the towel.
3: Bio. <laughs> I agreed with bringing on an our striker because I thought, look, we're going to need to occupy their back four, and maybe I'll, we need to get it a bit longer because we're a man down. We need to get it forward quickly, but. If we're doing that, we had to get wood from the fullbacks and we didn't get it. Again, same as the Hibs game last week, Bowling goalie offered absolutely nothing. He just went into his shell and when the chips were down, he didn't show up at all. We needed him to get down and get, get balls into the box. I think he done it once, once the whole game. Other side, Bauer was okay, but we just, yeah, we didn't get it. any wood from him and it's just, Bowling goalie, he's done good in certain games, but see when he's, he doesn't do well. He's he's not even worth having on the pitch half the time because he doesn't show, he'll just cut inside and do that early easy pass inside and that's not what we need, we need down to 10 men, you need everybody to show up and we just didn't get that
2: enough from each player Where's Greg Taylor? we were about to talk about another substitution that was made in this game, Johnny Hayes, but where is Greg Taylor? He's, He's play- with
1: the Scotland squad, posting yeah. pictures on
2: his Instagram with Steve Clark. He's played in plastic pitches all his career, so surely he would be ideal for a game like this. If not to start, I'm perfectly happy for bowling goal to keep his place, but where is he and what's the what's the use going to be?
1: I I just think after I think he stuck with the same team selection because they, they all played so well, but you're right, Taylor wasn't even on the bench. No. Um, Griffiths is another one who's admittedly he's not fit. He had Sinclair; could have brought him on, but uh, just final point on bio. You know there, there was nothing sticks with bio. He's a, he's a big guy. Mm. Um, Edward is a, a model of even though he's great with his feet, everything sticks. with Edward, you know he was he wins headers, he takes yeah. it down the chest. There was one where bio the balls coming down to bio, and he's got all the time in the world to take it on his chest, and he ends up controlling it with his arm. I think, and, and, right. you're, and you're watching it, you're thinking. I just, I just worry. I, I just think, you know, maybe Neil Lennon has to think up another, another plan B that isn't getting by on and hoofing the ball up to him.
3: I know it's difficult with down to ten men without Griffiths there. We don't know have many options, but it's something that needs addressed in January because, to be honest, I don't think he's good enough either. And like, I don't want to compare us to Rangers, but if you look across at them, they played during the week, tough game. They draw, they rest. Morelos and put in Defoe. Yeah. Now, Edward's the best player in Scotland, hands down, the best striker. I wouldn't have MD over him, but if you if you look at it, Edward and Bayo, Defoe and Morelos that's a better duo. Yeah, not yeah. together. Look, you don't need to be
1: uh, we need to stop being shy about this as well, this not compared us to strange. I think this season it is. And the now it's the, it's the right thing to do Stephen They're, they're top of the league they're, they're, They win two nulls in a row there They scored 10 goals In two oh, yeah. two domestic I mean, games
2: like, They're absolutely fine. The old cliche says The league table does not
1: lie
2: No it's just because We've played more away
3: games We've played ah, well, five away is, Five home They haven't played any Of the top six From last year Away from home either No that, so. that's
1: absolutely true but, uh, but That might be true right But sorry to interject Stephen But if you look at Teams in the league, there is no really any teams for last year that are going to cause any, any problems. Hearts are crap, Hibs are crap. I don't they're
3: playing Hearts, next. <laughs> oh,
1: they are. Aberdeen, they just pumped Aberdeen five 0 You know, you're not looking at that league going. I Rangers might slip up against them. Not, in the, you know, anything can happen. I never thought they were going to slip yeah. up against Livy yeah. but you know, uh, I want to move
2: swiftly on from almost coming to the point where we're giving them any kind of praise whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, this isn't it's the just a warning. Line. But yeah, it's. Suffice to say, it is going to be very tight and they have made the start they've had. The The league table doesn't lie, but it might bend the truth slightly. <laughs> is that what they're saying? Yeah. <laughs> but they've, they've scored more goals, they've conceded fewer goals and they've got more points in Celtic. We are in a
1: title race, at least on the surface of things. So,
3: No, we definitely yeah. are. Yeah.
1: We, I mean, we can, as far as I'm concerned, I don't think we can afford to drop any more points till we play them again. No, you're probably right, yeah. I, I don't think we can do that. And You made that interesting point, Meli, about their strike partnership. So... We eventually, as you mentioned, Bowling Goalie, we eventually moved him on and brought on Stephen, trusted Lieutenant Johnny Hayes. <laughs> this
3: has to stop. This yeah.
1: has to stop. Look, take out that goal from books What has
3: Johnny Hayes contributed he to aren't. Celtic? Not, absolutely yeah. nothing. He's just, he's not good enough. Like, look at that pass he done, just out the pitch, under no pressure mm. whatsoever. It was terrible. He's not the worst player, but he shouldn't be. Especially, as
1: Stephen take. says, when we've got Greg Taylor yeah,
3: Exactly, it's, it's time for that to move on Take out the goal from books. Nobody has anything to say about Johnny Hayes this season He's not contributed, same as Lewis Morgan He's been sort of phased out We've got players on the bench that can make an impact And again, none of the substitutions made any impact whatsoever For the what the second game in a row away from home yeah.
1: It has to change As soon as Hayes came on They seemed to score right after I don't think, again it wasn't that anything to do with Johnny Hayes no, no, but I just don't think we were Again, I don't think we were switched on I, I it's think a punt from the a, goalie a, a punt for the goalie The goalie got an assist you yeah This is a
3: guy that He was a spicy looking me number But he's just on him
1: I was looking at him right And I'm like, who does he look like? Who does he remind you? Every guy He looks like guy. Jack Grealish <laughs> who's, his, who, who's his Aston Villa team mate. Is he? Oh, he's right. on so loan for Aston Villa I'm like, that's, that's weird He's a twin as well, apparently stri- yeah. His brother's a striker Plays for I want to say like Stockport or something okay.
3: Anyway a simple punt up the pitch Ayer doesn't deal with it Julian leaves his man and Foster just caught no man's land what's the goalie then uh, uh, was uh, that uh, exact, it was, it was uh, worse than that uh, just, it was unbelievable again schoolboy amateur Sunday football defending what are you doing attack the ball mark your man attack the ball claim the ball, free them,
2: made an absolute mess of it. Julian was very relaxed indeed in the, yeah. in the build-up to that goal, just didn't he really switch on, just chased over when it was far too late. A lovely finish for the guy because it was a perfect wee lift over. And imagine letting that vanilla ice <laughs> <like>. <laughs> As we know, Foster is not a not a small man by any means and having that bearing down on you, to know, just be able to lift it over and no more and drop into the net, it took, took a really nice finish but Fair helped
1: him in that to be perfectly It was honest. just terrible. Two yeah. terrible, terrible defensive goals to lose. I mean, Celtic had their fair share. With it. I was going to say we had our fair share of chances. We only got four shots on target, but we had seven corners and a couple oh. of free kicks. And the delivery from set pieces in this game was absolutely abysmal. It's the abysmal. worst been
2: all season. Welcome to the set piece
1: segment <laughs> podcast. A- yep. Abysmal now. We spoke about this again last week and we talked about inclusion. I said, you know, why don't we mix the delivery up? Why don't we stop hitting floaty balls into the mm. box? We seem to, the delivery seems to be the issue. And admittedly, against Cluj, Celtic done it. It was short corners, they were zipped in low, there was guys coming, there was floaty ones obviously. But the the delivery in this game especially from like Callum McGregor who's actually usually no bad from the three kicks uh, bad did he beat the first man with any
3: no it got to the point where three in a row he hadn't even get past the first man so let him notice Lennon shout on tell him say, you take them and then when he took one I said when we done done the scout hang on no, he takes corners because there was uh, footage of him taking corners so he put one delivery in from the the their right hand side with, in the swing of the right foot and it was decent we nearly got a chance from it it was much better than the other one. So that's it for Carl McGregor. It has to change because it's not working. And even yeah. you're playing Livingston, they'll eat those floaty balls up. Yeah. So play it short, play around them. And we never done it once. It was terrible even. And Gilly and Gary were saying we're taking three kicks out in the wide areas. There's two free players standing over the ball. Well, we're down to ten men. So that's three players over a free kick, which means we've not got enough players in the box or we've not got enough players back in case Mm. we get broken on. It was an absolute shambles all over We need to be better organised in defence and corners and attacks. It's maybe something we're lacking now. Brendan Rodgers is gone, but going down to 10 men against Livingston, does Brendan Rodgers change it so we we don't lose that game? He probably does, and maybe we're seeing Mm. there what we got with Neil Lennon out this is one game it uh, is a tough one after, going down to 10 men after a European game but we could have done more and negate that
1: the the delivery from set pieces Stephen you know I, I remember watching it I put in the group chat I think we had a corner at one point and we had four men in the box to Livy's 10 and we're the one chasing <laughs> the game and I'm thinking where, where, the, yeah. where the bloody hell is everybody <laughs> where the ruddy heck you, going, I know I'm running out of ways to talk
2: about the set pieces to be honest. I feel like, as I joke, it's the set piece segment now. Yeah. We, we talk about it every single week. It never really seems to improve. Do get a little bit of luck sometimes from free kicks that are just withdrawn from the box where you can get a, a nice deep cross on it into the centre. And we've had a couple of goals out of that, but corners would be as well no getting them. Well,
3: let me make you feel a bit better, Stephen. Please. Went home straight into my bed because I could not feel my feet, right? I know. And Watched a Man new Newcastle game Absolutely dreadful Oh yeah Man United are worse At set pieces than us Officially oh, well, I think are. I, I the... might be wrong But I'm sure the guy said It was like 123 attempts Since he last scored From a set piece oh, What no. like what, what, Three kicks and corners Set pieces Jesus um, The £800 million team Or whatever there I have been wrong On numbers before So don't quote me on that <laughs> You yeah. have been
1: seriously wrong And shame on us For not picking you up <laughs> I, I feel
2: slightly harsh saying it, but I, I wonder if it's maybe time for Aya to take a bit of a, a back seat for, for a, a couple of games. On. It would maybe be done. I, I, I see that going forward, that's
3: fine, but he yeah. couldn't put Beaton come back to no, a hand on that. No, of course not. Game, but I,
2: but I'm, I'm not talking in hindsight for this. I'm talking with the information yeah. I took from that game plus these last couple of games. I'm talking about moving forward. I'm not saying Beaton should have started that game. I'm talking about after that game. Uh, IR is not in good form and like, see if a striker hasn't scored for five or six games you just take him out and play someone else if a defender hasn't played it, it shouldn't be that big taboo dropping yeah. a defender you, yeah. you should be able to do it he's still a young guy yeah well, of course he yes, is yes, yes. I, I talked I defended him quite a bit i have done for a long time but then again just a couple of episodes ago I said that I'm perfectly willing for him to make mistakes as I said earlier I'm perfectly willing for him to make mistakes as long as he cuts out rashness in his defensive game because there's no excuse for that now he is to all intents and purposes, not the most experienced player, but he is an, an experienced yeah, player yeah. now, and he shouldn't be making the mistakes he's making against Livingston. And there was another moment we went to ground just ludicrously nice. as well. Slide tackled nobody, fell at the feet of Marvin Bartley, who just I know I, I don't want to get in the guy's case too much, but I wonder if it's maybe time to just take him out of the take him out of it's, the firing line for a couple the, of
1: games. It's the old mistakes creeping back in, yeah, you know, and you know we all know my my history with iron. I've sort of shelved that, but it's the going to ground, yeah. it's the positioning, it's the getting turned to easy, and you think, you sort of ironed these all out over the past 12 months, what's changed? Stephen, you've said previously on the podcast that you know you read or you heard that if you've got two centre-halves, then you play the bet who are both right-footed, then Yeah, you would mean that you they tend to play the better technical... Well, you, you can explain it better. Yeah,
2: I, th- I think what I said was that if you've got two right-footed centre-halves, you play your kind of more technically gifted one and on the left because it kind of makes up for that shortfall and not being able to let use mm. your left foot um, and it opens up areas of the pitches for long balls that may not have necessarily been open if they're both very right sided with that in mind I'm struggling now to see the sense in playing Christopher I on the left of the central defence there was one moment against Livingston where he got himself into such needless trouble as well because he, he just his brain wouldn't process that he had to play the ball with his left foot. So he turned, They did a full 180 mm-hmm. and then he was closed down and then he played the ball at the pitch when really just could have played it first time with his left foot. He is inexcusably one-sided. Now that's fine if you can play in a way that sort of negates that. I don't understand why he's on the left because Julian is comfortable with both feet, playing yeah. the ball with both feet and Chris Avanes simply isn't. And he's played well in the past there. He'd played the whole season there and he was should have been in with a shout-up being Young Player of the Year, but for whatever reason this season, he's not doing well and it was showing up pretty horribly against Livingston. This, again, just a really ludicrous lack of left foot that he's got. I, I can't understand it. So I don't know whether you switch the positions or just take him out of the team altogether. I feel like I'm really sort of Disproportionately focusing on IR but it's just it's an accumulation of things yeah. that from the last couple of games. I don't think it was the biggest problem against Livingston, but if, I just I wonder about his form now. We've and had to
3: speak about him every week for the past few weeks. Yeah, yeah when that's, that's right. a problem.
2: And again, as I say, like if it's just it's just a case of a player not in form. Just replace him for a wee bit and take him out. It shouldn't be this like big. Well, we can't drop again because that's that's dead horse, and you'll not get his confidence. Oh, tough, do you know what I mean? Like, I, we'll I, if worrying, I,
1: yeah. Plus, if you're worried about that, then having them in the team and making mistake after mistake yeah. after mistake is not going to do his confidence it, any good either. And
2: it tends to be that certain positions don't fall into that category, because no one's got any problem with Bauer and El Hamid switching about yeah. the place. But if you can really, play El
1: Hamed at centre half. Yeah,
2: you could. Sort of, again, uh, things to consider going forward, I think. Um, I, I'm not writing off at all. I, I mean, everyone knows I've been a big fan of him since he's been in the team, but um, slightly
1: concerning run of form for him. On to happier times. Hurrah. <laughs> um, of course, there was a game before Livingston. We had some revenge, Romanian revenge to wreak. <sighs> um, Celtic 2, Jeffrey Cluj 0. <laughs> uh, I don't want any corrections on that. That is the absolute correct pronunciation. I've been informed. Um, we don't really need to talk much about the lineup. It was mostly the same lineup. All bar El uh, Elhamid coming, coming into the side for this one. Yeah, fairly predictable and a Arguably the the
2: strongest lineup. The there was only what El Hamid and Ayer had survived from the previous game against Clues from the back five. Uh, so it was very very almost unrecognisable the defensive setup. Fraser Foster playing his first European game for Celtic since August two thousand and fourteen away to Legia Warsaw. Oh, <laughs> 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 I mean, was that the late football win? Uh, game? He, he was gone a matter of days later. So um, it was. Much so much better than the previous closed game. I thought it was excellent. Actually, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the game. Um, there was a, a bit of everything, and you would like from a Celtic European performance. And as I say, thoroughly enjoyable. It's just it's it's just unfortunate because a game like that happens, and you go, you think right going into an episode of twenty minute tens, oh, it, it's, it's going to be a certain way, and then something else happens, and now it's not that certain way. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking.
3: <laughs> Coming back from the game, I was like. Oh. We were absolutely lenny body deep and oh, there. lenny body deep <laughs> in them. And then to go to Livingston, it was the complete opposite. I was looking forward to talking about this, <laughs> bigging it up because, look, Clues are a good team. We've seen that yeah. in the past. That They only made one change from the team that beat us. So it showed how much we've improved in a short space of time. We've brought in the players. We've got settled. We've got the keeper in. defenses are sort of settled. The midfield settled. And el stepped up to the plate yeah, and done yeah, it. big team and Cluj are a decent team, we already know they're no mugs, they've beat us, they've beat Lazio, but we made them look so ordinary, yeah. and it was a 2-0, but it was 2-0, you could say they deserved that, every bit of that. a percent From start to finish, Celtic were great, a couple of wee chances for Cluj, but that's going to happen in European games, because these are good teams, but we just, from the start, everything about it was brilliant, the the energy, the desire, and the players the front three behind Edward, all the energy, the hard work, everything they put in, and they had the quality as well. It was brilliant
2: to watch. They've got annoying players close. Oh, yeah. uh, yeah. Your boy Rondon and Omrani um, um are capable of being a handful at times. That, Rondon was a, just a, a wee niaf of a boy. He get booked for a really ridiculous dive as well. Yeah. So, so they are dangerous, there's no doubt about it. We've seen it before. Um, I thought it was an excellent performance from Celtic. Um, the it could have been more. It could have been more. Yeah. Julian should have scored a couple, probably yeah. in the first half. Two from good head- set piece. Yeah, to the break. yeah, yeah, two headers that that should have one in particular. He should have buried was the a first good one save. within the first yeah. about ten minutes in.
3: It was a decent save, but either side of the keeper, a yard yeah. or two. Of that's in Second ones a bit. Far he got under right, right, it a, a wee bit, like, yeah. But come on, mate, you should be burying those. Definitely biggest guy in the
2: pitch, and he's he has he does threaten from from aerial. Position, but I think I think the only goal he scored from so far was with his feet. I've, I think I need, I, I need to check that. Yeah, but I just I want him to get get more goals because I, I'm a big fan of him, and he just he seemed to enjoy this performance. It, it was a complete. I mean, there, there are so many stark contrasts between the performances yeah. that night and the performances on Sunday. That's why Sunday's so so bad, but because. Yeah. Literally days before you
3: you were performing great, yeah, tremendous, and, and I heard that Julian get interviewed after it, and he couldn't believe either he scored. The, the guy asked him what what how did you end up not scoring? He's like, oh, please don't. <laughs> He's obviously beating himself I up.
2: Know. I suppose this is what I mean with the the adrenaline dump you're going to get yeah. from a performance like that. I know we've done it slightly back to front here, but I, I would excuse the performance against Livingston a little bit because of the exertions that went into this. It's it's only natural. And as I say, that's that's why the the phrase European Hangover exists. It's, it's not just Celtic; yeah. is it? most top teams. Yeah, well, that have Man City it. lost in the weekend. I think Cluj yeah. uh, lost as well. Lazio drew. Ren lost as well. So it's it's not just Celtic. It's not. It, it's it is a thing. You know that there's the, there's a reason the term exists, and and we felt it this time around. But some some individual performances I'd like to point out for this Come game. On. Well, Christy, oh. Christy for a start right Christy was absolutely sin- Ryan three lungs Christy <laughs> in this game it just I, I don't know how he did it I've never seen anything quite like it in my life It just absolutely boundless energy and absolutely tireless El was El yeah, was, was, was very good as well oh, come on he was better than that <laughs> the, the amount of work he got through and he absolutely deserved his goal but someone who hasn't been mentioned quite so much I thought it might sound ridiculous, but I thought it was Scott Brown's best game since oh, exactly. maybe Bearshaver all, all those years ago. I thought he was absolutely tremendous in that in that game. And that that's not to say he's been bad since. I just mean that his most standout performance I, I can remember for for probably a couple of seasons ago. It was absolutely terrific, and it's not just the the charging about you know gene people up. It was just it was. A brilliant footballer that night. It's the second balls he
3: picked up. Yeah, time and time again, he just seemed to be transport himself to the right position. Yeah. Time and time again, just mop up, move the ball on quickly, and we were away. We did it so many times, and that was the energy of Forest Christie and Elliot Nuse. He just mopped up. Him and McGregor doing the absolute filthy work again. Yeah, yeah, working so hard. And just getting the balls off early And we were away on them And this, when we went at them They were terrified They were absolutely yeah, terrified yeah, yeah. And we've seen it in the game before Against Cluj. I mean When the ball comes to McGregor Inside Because we, we were so fast The first goal comes from We win a free kick Out on the sort of Inside channel Left hand side We take it quickly The balls played about For a minute or two But Cluj didn't set up quickly We took nope. took it quickly We went off McGregor gets the ball And that ball threw I thought when he hit it first it was too much, but it just sort of... It stops, st- isn't it? It, it, it just sort down, of slowed yeah. down. It was so perfect. And bowling goalie, that is where you want to see yes. him. That yeah. is what you want to see from him. None of this cutting inside and playing easy ball. You need to make those penetrating runs between the fullback and, be- and that ball in between the centre-half and fullback. So hard to defend. Cross in. And again,
2: Stephen, one for you. Another header from, from Edward I said on a recent podcast that... It- it was Edward's first-headed goal. I was, it turns out I was wrong. I was done up like a kipper <laughs> by Celtic TV, of all things, yet again. He was up like a salmon for yeah, so, one, so this is his third-headed goal, uh, in addition to that one a couple of weeks ago. is is a cracking wee lift from Bollingham oh, as okay. well, because all Edward he had to... Edward barely had to move. Yeah, but, he just, yeah. just had to nod at home. And the cross was so good that not only did they not really have to jump and just nod at home, there, there were two players. There were players either side of him as well, so it's not like it's not like he was all alone. It, the the cross was just just so that he had to just just be there and nod it in. It was perfect from ball and goalie and I agree with Melly, you just want to see things like that more from him. But that's the kind of thing where the ball from... McGregor is so tempting, so tantalising
1: yeah. in that way where you can't fail to just get a, just get a, on the end of that. See if that was a see if that was another player that played that through ball, you'd be hearing about it for weeks, like, yeah, like I, see if yeah. it was Scott Allen. <laughs> <laughs> you'd, you'd be hearing about that through ball for months.
2: Yeah, weirdly, yeah, I thought about that when I watched it. See if it was like a Spanish or an Italian player. you that gif would be doing the rounds like on Twitter for months, like look at this through ball. There is or a gif on, on Twitter. About about I, like, it. As there I mean. is a gif on Twitter, about yeah. That, yeah but you would hear more about it if you know what I mean like if, if it was Messi that played that ball it would be like absolutely screamed
1: about it. but it was just we we Griggsy. Cluj obviously they scored a goal lovely lovely to see it chopped offside there was none of, there <laughs> yeah. was none of this can none you of tell none. the listeners what shape I'm doing with yeah, my hands a,
2: doing a VAR thing yeah.
1: no, none of that just straight <laughs> offside um, how do you think Melly Celtic even though it was chopped offside I wasn't particularly impressed with the way that Celtic reacted to the goal in fact for me, it had shades of uh, the goal that they scored against as Their third goal last time where uh, it gets palmed out and the boy is quicker to react and El Hamid ends up in the back of the net.
3: Yeah, the last one was on Rani. Yes. Uh, El Hamid was a bit uh, slow. I think he was just knackered at that point. But in this game, uh, as soon as we scored, it was a great start. We are flying. But as usual in Europe, you just say, uh, keep it tight for the next 10, 15 minutes. And straight away McGregor fouls a guy in Box. A belter a belter as away. well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Booked for it as well. No. It was almost it was like uh not that video of Boris Johnson tackling the ball. <laughs> <laughs> it was straight. a bit like that. It, yeah.
3: it was a clear foul, but maybe had to be done. Didn't need do that quite as much as that, but uh, <laughs> Emphatic, just from, I believe you call it. It was a decent enough strike, but Foster maybe could palm mm-hmm. it away better, get it out for a corner rather, but that's not the most worrying bit. The most worrying bit is there's three guys there. One controls it, plays it in, and another finishes it, and there's another one
2: there. El now, event- eventually is the closest to yeah, anyone, yeah.
3: They're, o- they're offside, and it is is offside, but a yard or two and that's onside, and where's the marking? Yep. Where's the marking? Because it just seemed like we had everybody in the wall, and then they had three men everywhere. It, just, it just, I just don't think we're very... As well organised as we used to be last year. I think we've got better defenders this year, but I'm not sure we're better organised in defence. And that might be no, a, a coaching issue. I coaching said
2: that. I said that very early on this season that I couldn't. Oh, find, I, I, <laughs> no, I just mean that I, that I couldn't find fault in individual defensive displays even against the likes of like Sarajevo, Even going back to that, we're very open. I couldn't pick point and um, pick fault rather. In individual displays, just that the, the defensive organization wasn't wasn't particularly tight. Yeah, well remember
3: we were speaking about it with the the midfield, we seem to get broken on quite a yeah. lot and it we only took one or two passes through and that was against Sarajevo and Nomi Calju. Like mm. these weren't the bit the good teams, but once you get into the harder games you will get cut through. But we seem to do a bit better after that once we get a settled team, but yeah. I still think defensively we could be organised more because even though we keep a clean sheet here. We didn't, we gave up one or two chances, but it's in other games we, we don't know like we, we're going to keep clean sheets a lot of the time, and that's something we did do quite a lot, even though we chopped and changed
1: the defence a lot. Yeah, El got his eight. just rewards, Stephen, oh, yeah. for an absolutely sensational performance. It's far by far his best yet. Oh, yeah, I think we said last
2: week that it hadn't really, I think the word I used was underwhelmed uh, so far by El and I, that. But I also walked that back and said that we shouldn't expect him to have clicked just yet. He's only played three and a bit games or something. But it looked as if it clicked all the way for him there. He, he looked excellent and get through an absolute power of work as well. Deserved his goal, obviously, bit luck with the deflection. But in this game, you make your own luck, yeah, and that, yeah. that's exactly what Mo did that night. Um, I was I was happy to see that for him because. He's only played about five games for Celtic, and two of them have been on plastic pitches in something resembling loosely games of football. So I, <laughs> I, I do have sympathy for him in that regard. But I think that was that was exactly an night for him. I think he was, if not, no, I think I think Scott Brown was the man of the match in the stadium, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. So it uh, couldn't have been far off. though. it was great to great to see him finally in the gear for Celtic. Yeah, that's
3: okay. I've always been a big fan of him. In the short time he's been here, because I just think he will be a quality player. And what I do like about him is he wasn't maybe clean as well, but he gave 100%. And when when I was coaching, I always said to the boys, look, see if you're having a bad game. You make sure the opponent you're up against has a torrid time and you make him have a bad game. So he does that. The amount of work rate, tackles, closing down, he done was unbelievable. Now, he did give the ball away a good few times, but he won it back a lot of yeah, the time or he got in position. And when he gets the ball in the middle of part, park, he just brushed him Omrani off the ball. It's a poor touch from Omrani, he gave Elginus a good bit of space. Yeah, yeah and he just out-muscled him, has a wee, nice wee touch sort of round a player, plays a great ball out to Forrest, and that's what I'm talking about, win the ball back, yeah. get that speed of play right down there. Forrest goes down, Forrest does really well because he doesn't rush it, he waits and he waits, and that's what quality players do, they wait and they see and he cuts it back to another quality player who sort of picks his spot, but Gets the deflection which is a bit lucky but if ever a guy deserved a goal for well, his performance it. it was him and he was due it because I said that the stage was set for him this was it, he's played against these not so good teams but this is the what he was brought in for games yep. like this and he stood right up and he said I'm here now so I'm expecting more from him now, maybe Sunday was a bit hard to judge him right. on, but I still thought he worked really hard but to, if you're going to put that work rate in you're going to win over a lot of the fans, and if you've got quality on top of that, that's, you're going to be a really good player.
2: That's exactly it. When I say you make your own luck, I'm not just saying I'm not just spouting some vague birthday cared pish there. <laughs> I mean that like, if you if you if you work hard to the level that El University did, then you increase your chances of getting the breaks and that's and that's eventually oh, what it was rewarded the old, with.
3: The old saying, who was it that said it? Was it a basketball player said it's funny, the harder I work, the luckier I seem to get. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. true
2: with most sports, isn't it? First goal for any club since May 2018 oh, for Elinist, he scored, there, yes. oh, he scored in a two-each draw with Lu Uh his first goal in Atoll since October 2018 as well so his first goal for a year where he scored for Norway against Bulgaria in the Nations League so it's been a while coming
1: yep so that victory sees Celtic at least top of one league. Yeah, um,
2: temporarily both leagues,
1: yeah. Yeah, well, at the time, yeah. yeah. Um, Lazio came from 1-0 down to beat Rennes 2-1, which is a, which was actually a, a pretty good result for us in the grand scheme of things. It's a tight table so far. I think everyone's capable of taking points off each other, so it's a long way to go. Four points we have, Melly. That is the best start to European Europa League campaign for us since 2014-15. Can you remember anything about that that game that that season? Oh, right. we first left. I mentioned yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it earlier. That would have been Diala's first season, would it? Hmm. Yeah, we finished second with a total of eight points. here. Red Bull Salzburg absolutely ran away with it, sixteen points. It
3: was a uh, we drew two each with Salzburg. I remember? wakaso well, scored an absolute right. peach, and uh, I think Scott Brown scored the deflection. We beat Dynamo Zagreb. What is that? The Dynamo Zagreb group.
1: Yes, it was. Yes,
3: yeah, we beat them one 0 Chris Coleman scored, but they absolutely battered us that day. <laughs> oh my! <clears throat> that was the the Craigie Gordon.
1: He was pulling off all sorts of octopus saves oh, in yeah. that group. Um, Closure starting eleven. Stephen had an average age of thirty years and ten days. Yeah, A bunch of old men out is, there, yeah.
3: all in their thirties. All the
1: <laughs> fact <yeah. laughs> um, that. Uh, that that brings us into the double header against Lazio home and then away. Melly, um, you have previously said in this podcast that it's recorded and people go back and listen to it. Lazio are quote pish. No, no. <laughs> what did you say? you You right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no,
3: I just did not think. I just don't think they're the the force they used to be. And maybe we're looking at a bit of history. But again, I've seen it at the weekend. They, they draw two each with Bologna. Right. They I think they're uh, about six in the league. They've only won about half their games. It's going to be a difficult game, but if we can get three points in that and move on to seven with three games to go, there's some going. So if we can get, get the win there, I think we'll be
2: uh, well set. Now, you were talking earlier, Jamie, about comparable strikers to Bio, and you mentioned Baldy and Bangura. Yes. There was yeah. another name that was on the tip of my tongue for that, but I didn't want to bring him up because I wanted to close out the episode <laughs> with a mention of this guy. Who well, can it? we guess? No, because <laughs> <laughs> because on this day, 2007, what is this, October the 7th, 2007, so, correct, yeah. so 12 years ago today, saw the striking only Celtic goal for a certain Mr. Chris, the deadly Kiwi, oh, Killing no. Me Softly. Yeah, Killing oh, Me Softly oh, he scored worst. his only goal for Celtic against Gretna of all teams. It was a shaman as well. They're sadly no longer with his Gretna. It was a, a header at the back post. Uh, was
1: a, the game was absolutely... Dreadful Do you know why? Do you know why the game was dreadful? European plastic hangover? Pitch. No, no, no Not European hangover Don't you think it was a plastic pitch? Yeah. It was the ball's fault Was it? This is one of God. This is a famous Stracking Remember he used to say <laughs> things like Ah it was dead windy So I played kiss killing <laughs> That's right I all, remember all he day. moaned about The shape of the ball After this game there was, a, there was a whole thing about it He says the ball was Misformed and lumpy <laughs> I googled it to check I was right He said the ball was out of shape and it was a bumpy surface We tried <laughs> to play football But it was nearly impossible So it was the ball's fault <laughs> <laughs> We nearly well, get beaten this game one we nil well, yeah, down. down Was, was head at the back it,
2: post? It was case? a f- yeah, Killens was Aye. There was a free kick from Fabian Yantono Who's a Uruguayan guy I Aye. think he was, he's still playing Him actually It was a free kick No he, oh, He's like 37 or something He's <laughs> still rattling around In <laughs> South America uh, He basically just placed it. Arthur Boris had one of his, like, he's just stood in a post and basically left the entire goal open. The guy just knocked it into it. So it was two late goals from Killen and then Scott McDonald with the winner. I remember watching it in a bowling club. But it came, the reason I said European hangover was that it came a couple of days, or just a few days after the Celtic beat AC Milan. from, Ah, From the highs of that to the lows of Gretna. And then shortly after this game, Celtic went to Ibrox and got... Capital P pumped, so <laughs> no need to talk about that. We'll just gloss over that. But let's let's close out with a quiz. Thing. <laughs> Line up that day, just straight shooting, just straight sudden death. Toss a coin, Jimmy, call it heads. It is heads. So right. do you Wait do you, you want to go first, or do you want to pass it to Mele? Pass. So Mele, just one player from me. I don't want the the. It's not the bidding form. Yeah, there you Go. Eight alpha Borich, correct. Scott. Obviously, Killen and McDonald don't count. Oh, okay, right, right. <laughs> and you've already <laughs> so, mentioned yeah, Boric, Okay, yeah,
1: but uh, Scott Brown had to be playing. Yes, he did.
2: Lee Naylor? Yes. So, is anyone who played any part in that? And I'll give you the subs not used afterwards. Mickey Naylor did play. Mickey D did, yes. Nakamura? Yes. Donati? Is correct, yes. Oh, geez, oh, No defenders named apart from Naylor. So McManus? From correct. Caldwell? Correct. <laughs> Well, there was a surprise right back in this game, by the way. You might not get it. Oh, no. So you've already got Nakamura, Brown, Donati and Magidi. So to be honest, this other
1: midfielders is the most obvious yeah. one. Strachan's iconic yep. midfielder. Snow. He said Snow Stephen, did Snow play? Snow to take it. It's incorrect. Oh, um, maybe it was Paul Hartley. Paul Hartley was right back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Paul Hartley.
2: Yeah. He also it's easy ahead. when you're reading it all You <laughs> <laughs> <He> also could <good> have <laughs> had John Kennedy Jim O'Brien Or Yiri Yanisik Who were the three subs Unused subs Mark Brown Ooh. Darren O'Dea Evander Snow And Derek Riordan So what a classic game that was From Celtics Pass Many thanks to Did Jim to the... O'Brien playing that game? Yeah he did yeah, I think M- it... Mind his sing- single? That may have been his only
1: His only appearance awesome. Celtic, actually. Here's a quiz for you Right, I know this is probably Really boring for listeners Do you know where that game was played? No Fur Park Was it? No uh-huh. mm. And on that bombshell, (laughs) I suppose we shall wrap up this episode of 20 Minute Tim's... As you will have heard Throughout this episode We're referencing our Patreon You must know what that is by now If you're at all interested We would invite you to check that out At patreon.com Slash 20 minute Tims
2: And we're going to talk about it Every week because We know how many people Listen to this And we know how many people Out there who haven't yet Signed (laughs) up So what are you waiting for Get involved with the Patreon You'll feel good We'll feel good Everybody's
1: happy Yes And um, if you are listening to this And you want to enjoy it At home You can listen through Spotify You can listen on your Amazon Alexa And if you've got nothing Better to do, why not leave us a nice review on iTunes? Thanks for listening.